Welcome to this episode of Hoi Polloi, conversations with like-minded followers of Jesus. At Strong Tower Church in beautiful Casper, Wyoming, we believe that God uses ordinary men and women in extraordinary ways. We like to say real people on real journeys serving a real God. These are their stories. Welcome, everybody. I am surrounded uh, by a great cloud of witnesses, a.k.a. my good friends who just sat through an awesome movie uh, with me. We watched is Genesis History. What did you guys think? Did you like it? Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. It was was a lot of information. Really, really great and challenging to what we've been taught in like school system. Pretty crazy. So we're going to get into that. Let me just make some introductions real quick. To my right is my beautiful bride, Tanya. You want to say hello? Hey, everyone. To her right is Samuel. Hi, everyone. (laughs) <laughs> to his right is Raphael. Hello. And then you can just assume we're going to keep moving to the right. Next up is Ashley. Hi. And of course, the lovely Isabel. Hey. So everybody's here. Just went through uh, this very, very um, interesting movie documentary about Genesis and if Genesis is actually history. And it challenges a lot of, of what we've been taught and why we've been taught those things, how we've been taught. Uh, They made a couple of statements, which I want to talk about. And we find out that Genesis is actually very important. In fact, if you can refute or dissolve somehow the truth found in Genesis, that you can dissolve all of Christianity. So let's go around the room. Why is Genesis so controversial? Because it basically contradicts what we're taught in school. And it tells us that everything was created in in days instead of millions of years time isn't a magic wand that you can wave over all the the problems and questions of creation it's controversial because you got one side believing that genesis is is how god's uh history of how the world was created and then you got the, the secular view with that there was a big bang, and uh, evolution uh, was the way that life, life, and everything was created. Um, I think it's also because we don't have that concept of how can God create such a, you know, He created time. Like we 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 don't know our concept outside of time. So, just how how can we wrap our minds around how did He just create all these things in six days? I find that it's funny that we literally have the Bible, the book that has Genesis in it, and it explains history so well. And yet, as humans, we always try to try to explain how he did this. It's We're trying to understand him, and yet not use the Bible to understand him. To go along, kind of piggyback off what Isabel said, is that um, we people have no grid for the miraculous things that God does. And so we read Genesis, and it's full of all these unbelievable things, mostly because it's just not in our brain grid. How is God going to fit all these animals in one boat? How in six days could this happen? Because he's God. So does it appear that Genesis is presenting an accurate history of the world after watching that video? Um, Whether you believed before the video or not, that Genesis was history. Do you think after after having watching watched the DVD, does it appear that Genesis is presenting an inaccurate history of the world? Yeah, I, I believe it does. Um, one of the things that they said in the movie was regarding using Genesis like is is 
is science explaining history or is history saying what happened? And if you look at, if you go back and look at Genesis as the history and you can use that to explain, you know, everything that has occurred. History is the what that happened. And science then comes in and says, well, how did the what happen? Right. Not we're going to redefine what happened. Mm -hmm. We're going to use all of our scientific skill and endeavor to figure out the what that already happened. And yet science still falls short of God's glory and like the miracles that he has done and continues to do throughout life. So by saying, like if we look at the theory of evolution, how things happened over millions and billions of years, and this is how this one form changed into this form, we're kind of downplaying God saying that, oh, these miracles that he's creating today, even the small ones, that's going to take a long time, even though I know a lot of people and personally um, have experienced miracles on some degree where it just instantly happened. And those miracles are possible. And by this theory, we're kind of just downplaying God's authority to make it happen within his timing. Did anything from the DVD just blow your mind? For me, it was the the animal tracks in the sediment. Like they were found with the fossils and how that was not explained with, you know, evolution. And it, it just explained, you know, that it, it happened with a catastrophic event very quickly. And that's really the only way to explain it. And that was never even a question that was brought up in science class. You know, it wasn't even said like, oh, hey, yeah, we don't know why these animal tracks are found with the fossils, but we're just Mm going to glaze over that. Fossils become fossils in extreme ways and only in extreme ways. So it's either extreme heat or extreme cold. Something had to happen for this body to be fossilized and to not just withered away with everything else in the world because, you know, as long as we've been here, death has occurred. Why don't we have more fossils than we do if every dead body turned into a fossil? Exactly. We should literally be up to our eyeballs we in fossils. We should literally have right? so many fossils, and yet we don't. And that kind of just helps explain, like, the Great Flood. The, the way the rocks across America are, and it just... It provides the evidence that the the, the flood, when it was re- retreating, just created a lot of things and a lot of the thing, the landscapes that we kind of take for granted, and we assume that took a long time. And when you 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 look back at what they're saying, and when they break Genesis down to its fundamentals, you can make your own assumption that yeah, this indeed happened fast, and it required a lot of force, and the water makes perfect sense and and just seeing all the scientists and they're like yeah this is the only thing that that's the conclusion they came to nobody denies that things are getting warmer we certainly deny um, how and why they're getting warmer what the contributing factors are to why they're getting warmer but doesn't it make sense when you think about a global catastrophe as gnarly as the flood was what had to happen on the earth it's getting hit from both sides, volcanoes, the water had to get swallowed up somewhere when it was done, continents crashing into each other, mountains being created, just this total unbelievable landscape that was happening in, in very real time. That was mind-blowing to me is the, the earth is still recovering for, from that, and that is, 
you know, one of the theories of why we still have, um, you know, those ice caps that are melting and uh, attributing to global warming, as they call it now. So the theory today among globalists is humanity is the problem and we need a population decrease. Our children, families, and a growing population, a good thing for the earth. Yeah, I, I do believe that growing growing uh, population is good, and it's, it's one of those things that God, God wants us to do. God created us to do. He mandated it, to be fruitful and multiply. The idea is that humans are the problem. They always point to humans as, oh, there's just too many humans. There's just too many people. The, the earth was never intended for this many people. And that is a bald-faced lie. Sam, tell us why it's important to seek out a vocation, seek out a work, a job, that is pleasing to God and is in accordance to how he made you. I think it's important because uh, we're all designed to do different things. We're all put on this earth, and we have different roles in life, uh, just as men have different roles than women, and different men have different roles in life. Some of them are meant to be leaders, and some of them are meant to be followers. And work is good because it keeps you preoccupied. It uh, provides you a, a living, and it provides you value in things. So whenever yeah. you, you work really hard and you make a dollar, that, that, that dollar has value. Work's good because not only can you take care of your family, but if you find your niche, you find your blessing, you can give glory to God. You can practice your gift so you can bless others with it. You know, if, if you choose, if you're fortunate to have that, that work that God has blessed you with a gift and you can hone that skill and bless others with it. Often today, even though there's a lot of good that comes from work, even though there's a, a lot of uh, redeemable things that come from work, if you have ever wondered why sometimes you get up and you're like, oh, it's Monday, I gotta go to work, you just felt the very real effects of the history of Genesis, the sting of sin that still exists in work, even though some of what we do is quite gratifying. Adam's job was specifically tailored for Adam. It was what he was created for. And doing his job gave him a sense of purpose and direction and, and fulfillment. I'm doing that which I was created for. And isn't that the very longing of people today looking for careers and looking for jobs? What am I supposed to do? I just, I want to find that thing. I've, I've tried this and I didn't really find any fulfillment. I tried that and I didn't really find, so I just keep j jumping from job to job. Or, or maybe somebody you didn't jump from job to job, you spent 20 or 30 years working the same job and you're like, I don't know if I wasted my life. I don't know if I really led a life of impact. What is that? That. that is the history of Genesis in effect. That is sin in full effect. Why are we to take the care of environment and steward it according to wise principles? Because it was created for us by God to, to live on. And why wouldn't you take care of something that was a gift to you? Truth is, Christians should and do care about the earth greatly. In fact, we're probably the only ones who are praying for the earth, asking for God's intervention in our land to heal our land. I don't know if you guys pray that. I certainly do, that God would heal our land, especially when there's fires. Or, you know, in Colorado, we had this huge problem with beetle kill. 
uh, all these beautiful, beautiful mountains were just getting decimated. All these trees were dying because of all this beetle kill. And and we used to pray regularly that God would heal our land, that he would that he would heal our city. And we would do other things, creation care-minded. The Christians should be the leaders in creation care. Can man's actions significantly affect the earth's climate, or has God fixed the seasons and weather according to his own plans? If, if God has created this whole being, and even in the movie how he created the four-dimensional DNA and how that was working, why wouldn't he do that as well with the place that's supposed to house all of these creations? Um, I, I believe that he, he has the plan for earth as well. I do believe we have the responsibility to try to take care of the earth, and I, I do believe there are some things that we, we, we should change, um, like smog and the emissions. I, I, I think using all the f- fossil fuels, um, there's there's probably better alternatives out there that we should probably invest more into, and the stuff that really doesn't work, we should just agree that it doesn't work. Um, and like you touched on earlier, uh, recycle more, get the plastics out of the ocean and just do a better job cleaning up so we leave a better better planet for our, our future generations. Yeah, I believe we have a we can have a small impact like you said like locally, like smog is a local problem. You know, the the things that we put, the byproducts of the of the things that we create. Now, I think it's interesting to note that we do not have the ability to create mass. This is like year 1 science class, right? We don't have the all the mass that's ever going to be is here. Mm-hmm. We can't create it, and we can't destroy it, actually. We can change it. Yep. But we, so even though we, we mix a couple of things together to create plastics, the core of plastic came from things that were already here. Mm-hmm. And so to think that the Earth doesn't know how to fix that, um, you know, when somebody says, oh, this is going to take X amount of years, whether it's 100 years or 500 years or 1,000 years, for this thing to biodegrade, I think the moral of the story is, that thing's still going to biodegrade, right? That thing's still going to become part of the earth because it came from the earth. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that there are local things that we can deal with, smog and like other things like, like Raphael alluded to, that we, could, that we could do better. You know, like we don't need plastics floating in our oceans. But to think that, man, uh, what we do on this earth can have a, a global and lasting impact in my opinion, is the height of human arrogance. Mm. Uh, if America changes its fuel habits, that somehow the seasons of the earth are going to change. And I don't think that's true, and here's why. I'm going to share with you. This is one of my favorite scriptures. It's at the book of Genesis, of course. Uh, and it's in chapter 8 and verse 22. It says, while the earth remains, does the earth still remain? Mm-hmm. As far as I know, still here. We're still bouncing through space. It says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest Cool and heat, winter and summer, day and night, shall not cease. I remember when they were uh, talking about global warming in in school when that idea was first kind of floated. Because when I was in elementary school, the big threat was global cooling. We thought that by the late 90s, we were going to be covered in ice. And then it all changed somehow in middle school and in high school. It became, oh, we're getting hotter and all these. Now this new thing and, and the solution was give us the power, give us your money and, and die. 
We don't want we don't want your own. That was the so the the solutions themselves were suspect. But I remember learning having this scripture memorized even even at a young age. Going wait a minute, there's no way that that we could possibly do this. The Bible says that as long as the earth is here, as long as the earth remains. We're going to have seed time and harvest, hot and cool, summer and winter. Those things are those things are not going away. This is why Genesis is so important, you guys, because all of, all of these answers are found right in the first 4, 11, 17 chapters mm-hmm. of your Bible, these core tenets of our faith. And anytime, it's so important for us to A, know these things, B, believe them because God authored it, but C, be able to defend them intelligently so that we can recognize when somebody says something or tries to introduce to you an idea that is somehow contrary to what Genesis says, you've got some, you can say, oh, that's, that's an interesting thought, but the Bible says this. And as believing believers, the Bible is our final authority, yep. not a textbook and not a, a recently published thing from the science guy or thing is science changes all the time it is constantly changing the bible doesn't his word doesn't it will stay the same forever it seems a little foolish to put your faith in something that is constantly changing and constantly disproves itself i have a friend who used to say um, if science and the word of god disagree then just give science some time it'll catch up Why do people get sick and die? Well, like we talked about earlier, like sin entered the world. We weren't designed to get sick and, and die um, and have our health stolen from us. Um, I think so that's part of it. And I think the other part is that people don't know what they have access through in Christ, that we do have access to divine health. So we don't know how to tap into that. So I think that's a lot of why that happens. So we can see, even, even from Genesis, that the purpose of life, the purpose of existence, is to know and be known by our Creator and to walk with Him, to relate with Him, not just in this life, but in, lo- in the life to come. I think that uh, the way I, I thought of, of Genesis whenever the, the time frame of, of six days before my thought process was was more along the lines of like how could this but that was just because it was outside of my comprehension like how could this happen in six days mm-hmm. like it had to have taken a long time because of of all all these things I've been taught previously but whenever I had that part the guy was talking to the Hebrew specialists and he said in in the Bible in the original Hebrew it said that a day means a day mm-hmm. and that kind of just rang in my head, and it said, the word is the word. What it says is what it means. And whatever you try to interpret it as, if it says a day is a day, it means it's a day. I think it's amazing that people find it so difficult to believe that the Bible actually says what it means and means what it says. I'd never realized, like, you know the flood uh, was a world worldwide, but you didn't know how much devastation and how much impact it had even to this day. I, I thought it was, oh, there was a flood, it, it subsided, and, you know, everything was hunky-dory after that. But to realize we're still feeling the effects of the flood to this day 
and what it has done it just blows blows my mind and the scars as beautiful as they are and i always thought that i thought it was awesome how they tied up the film and so there he is standing in the middle of the rocky mountains in a, in in a place um near where i've stood many many times just pondering the magnificence of god and you look at that land and how beautiful it is and you think this came out of god's wrath and judgment over sin. And this movie is a, a little a little different than some of the other ones we watched, a little more documentary style and some people are like, "Uh, oh, learning is hard." And I can like I get it. I totally get it. Um and it's not, you know, documentaries aren't everybody's cup of tea. So one being this movie is a total abomination. It should have never been made. I wish I could have that hour and a half back. And 10 being this is a game changer. I wish I had seen it sooner and I'm going to tell five of my friends about it. For me, it was uh, an eight because I do like informative things, and I'm I'm pretty new in my my faith, and it uh, taught me a lot of stuff that I feel like I absolutely needed to know. I'm not a documentary type fan, so I give it probably a four because it was super informative. The format just like makes me sleepy. This whole talk about what, you know, Genesis being controversial and to encourage people that God is not afraid of your questions and he'll work with you in your questions. So bring him all the questions, bring him all the questions and have your heart open because he will talk to you in it. See, I really love documentaries. I think they're the coolest. I love them. And the thing is, uh, before this documentary came out or I watched it, I would look up little pieces about that because I would have questions. After watching this, it kind of just put all of those thoughts together and just solidified what I believe. So definitely like a 9.5. I'm also not a documentary person, uh, but I would give it a solid seven just based off of the information that I learned. And uh, similar to what Sam said, new with the faith and just learning that information that it, it provided was was fantastic. So seven. It was long, but I would give it a 10 because I just learned a lot and it changed my fundamental viewpoint of Genesis. Well, I'm a 10. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a 10 all day. I like documentaries. I liked the style. I wasn't bored for a minute. Um, and for me, when I had first seen it, it was an absolute game changer. Easy must watch. These productions are made possible by the faithful and cheerful support of our family in Christ. May the Lord bless you richly. Thanks for joining us. If you know someone who would enjoy what you just heard, please pass this along. You can find an archive of our messages and relevant teaching on YouTube by typing Strong Tower Casper in the search bar. <laughs>